Malpractice insurance is one of the top expenses for a practice, but what makes it so pricey? Today, we're gonna look at the five main things that affect the cost of your malpractice insurance. And by the end of this episode, you'll know the main factors that an underwriter looks at when calculating your rate and how you can earn premium discounts to help save you money. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. If you're new to our channel, welcome. We are so glad that you're here. We release a new episode every week, both on YouTube and your favorite podcast streaming service, so be sure to like and subscribe to stay connected. Just a quick reminder, though, before we jump in, we're here to provide general information on medical malpractice insurance and related topics, but not specific legal or insurance advice. So if you have a question about your practice or individual coverage needs, be sure to talk to your agent or legal advisor or contact us at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. We'd be happy to help you. So let's jump in. Just like your auto insurance or your homeowner's insurance, malpractice insurance premiums are determined by a variety of factors. Each malpractice insurance carrier has their own unique set of guidelines that tell the underwriter how to price a risk. And premiums are generally calculated by determining the base rate, which is sometimes referred to as the manual rate. And then the price is either credited or debited to account for special risk factors. For example, if the base rate for a pediatrician in Dallas, Texas is $8,000, the underwriter can adjust the price up or down from there. So what are the main things that an underwriter is looking at when they're calculating your base premium? First, they're looking at your specialty. Your specialty will be one of the biggest factors in determining your premium. Underwriters will look at your training, your practice experience, and the procedures that you'll be performing to come up with your rate. Most specialists have additional classifications to further refine their price based on the type of work that you're doing. For example, a family practice doctor could be no surgery, minor surgery, or major surgery if they're doing obstetrics. And non-surgical rates are generally going to be less expensive than the surgical ones. After specialty, the underwriter is going to look at your practice location. Carriers use rating territories, which are usually both state and county driven, to price coverage based on the claim experience in that particular area. Larger metropolitan areas tend to be priced a little bit higher than the rural areas, but each state is different. If you practice in more than one city or state, the underwriter will generally look at the percent of practice in each area to determine the appropriate amount to charge. For example, if you spend 90% of your time in Peoria, Illinois, but you travel to Chicago one day a month for a few cases, the underwriter will likely charge you a higher price because you have exposure in a more litigious area even if it's only a small percent of your overall practice. The third thing that affects your malpractice premium is the policy type that you choose. There are two types of malpractice insurance that you can buy, claims made 
and occurrence. Claims made and occurrence policies are priced differently, so your rate will be determined based on which type you choose. If you are quoted on a claims made premium, the rate will also take into consideration any prior acts or your retroactive exposure that the carrier may be covering for you. Occurrence premiums tend to be a little more expensive on an annual basis. Understanding claims made and occurrence coverage can be a little confusing. So for more information on that topic, click the link in the description for this episode where we go into a deep dive of the differences between these two policy types. So we've got specialty, practice area, and policy type. Now the fourth thing that an underwriter is gonna look at are your policy limits. Generally speaking, the higher the limits, the higher the price, which only makes sense. So it's important that you carry the appropriate amount of coverage, not too much and not too little, in order to make sure that you're paying a fair rate and you're not leaving yourself unnecessarily exposed. And finally, the underwriter looks at your effective date to determine how to price your premium. Carriers file their rates on an annual basis, and sometimes those prices change. So, depending on when your policy renews, you will be charged the rate that the carrier currently has filed for that specific time period. For example, if a carrier changes their rates effective today, and your policy's effective date is tomorrow, you'll be subject to those new rates since your effective date falls after the date of the change. Compare that to a doctor whose coverage may have started last week. He or she will not be subject to that rate change until his next policy renewal. Once the base premium has been determined, the underwriter may apply credits or debits to modify the premium to more accurately price the exposure. So let's recap. The five main things that determine your base premium are your specialty, practice location, policy type, limits, and effective date. But is there anything you can do to get yourself the best rate possible? Is there anything actually within your control? The answer to that is absolutely. Here are some of the most common credits or discounts that an underwriter can apply to your premium. First, are you working full-time or part-time? Most carriers have part-time discounts that they can apply to reduce your costs if you're averaging a lower number of hours per week. So if your base premium is, let's say, $10,000, you could get a discount of 25 to 50% off based on your average number of hours worked per week. We also see doctors who work maybe one week a month, or perhaps even as a locums provider where they're working every other weekend on a varied schedule. In that instance, the underwriter is going to look at your average number of hours. So you'll want to clearly explain to your agent how often you're working so that you can get the discount that's right for you. The second most common discount is for new doctors. How long have you been in practice? There are discounts for providers that are just finishing up residency and fellowship training that offer some significant price breaks for you. So again, if your premium as an orthopedic surgeon would normally be $25,000, you could get 50 to 75% off your first year in practice, which is a great way for you to save some money as you're getting ramped up. Additionally, if you've been in practice for a long time and you've had a good claim history, then you're an excellent risk for the carrier, so they'll be able to give you some premium discounts to help reduce your cost. 
And along those same lines, the third credit that you might also be eligible for is a loss-free credit or a claim-free credit. Have you had any malpractice claims? The longer you're in practice without having a loss, the more premium credit you'll be eligible to receive. This is usually like a tiered credit where you'll get a smaller discount for years one to three without a loss, and then a little bit more for years four to nine. And then once you get to 10 years or more with no losses, you get a nice size discount. And just to clarify, most carriers are counting this as a loss-free credit, which means you could have been named in a nuisance claim or something frivolous or had something successfully defended or you were dismissed. And as long as there wasn't a payment made on your behalf, it shouldn't affect your ability to get this credit. The fourth credit that you might be eligible for is a society or an association membership. Are you a member of a medical society or an association that they have a program for? There are a number of national and state programs that have worked out membership credits that you want to make sure you're taking advantage of where they're available. These discounts are usually a little bit smaller, maybe 3 to 5%, but every little bit helps to reduce your costs on your malpractice premiums. And finally, you may be eligible for a risk management credit. Have you recently taken a risk management course in the last year, or would you be willing to do one? Most carriers offer premium discounts after you successfully complete a risk management course with them. This is something that not only reduces your cost, but it also gives you helpful information on how to lower your risk and be a safer provider. One final note on credits. Malpractice insurance carriers do have a maximum credit threshold. They can stack credits so you can get both a loss-free credit and a risk management credit, but they are subject to a max credit restriction. So you can't get a part-time credit of 50% and a loss-free credit of 25% and a risk management credit of 10% on top of that. Each company is different, but you'll usually be capped at around 50 to 60% off in total credits that can be applied. So when you're comparing quotes from carriers, be sure to look at all of the rating criteria across the board to make sure that it's an apples to apples comparison. As you can see, there are a variety of factors that may have an impact on your rate, and we wanna make sure you're getting the best rate possible. And that's where we come in. At Aegis Malpractice Solutions, we focus exclusively on medical malpractice insurance for healthcare providers. We help you get quotes from all of the top carriers, compare your options, and understand the differences in coverage. We'll help you understand what makes one carrier different from the next, and we'll make sure you're getting the best policy at the best price. If it's been a while since you compared coverage options, now is the time. And to make all of this easier for you, we've put together a quick summary document with all of the key takeaways from this episode. Check the description or show notes to get the link for your free download today. If you have any questions on this topic, or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. We have some great new content coming your way in the next few weeks, and we're excited to share it with all of you. If you found this information helpful today, could you do me a favor and give us a like and a review? And be sure to subscribe to our show so that you can catch our next installment of Malpractice Insights, where we're dedicated to helping you 
understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.